the star star Peace, we back. Newest episode of the Star of Five. You know who I am. No need for the long introduction. We're here to cap off the sitcom 16 that uh, for some reason we couldn't get through last week, but there was reasoning. But nonetheless, you talk too much. Homeboy, you never showed up. There you go. <laughs> right next to my partner and the light-skinned wonder of the world, TJ's head. Hooksrub.com, 20% off your order if you use the code star and five. Again, I don't know if your order will get in by Thanksgiving, but try now to try to get this shit in to get it by Thanksgiving to hook up your turkey and all your other meats and stuff like that. But as I keep pointing and he keeps pointing away from himself, it's his turn. <laughs> <laughs> What up, what up, y'all? Hope y'all had a good week, uh, or at least a good weekend. And uh, looking forward to a uh, turkey day and a short work week. So I'm happy off and chilling with the fam. I'm good. What up, Jay? What's good, everybody? Nice Sunday here. I'm going to do a little bit of grilling. Talk some shot with y'all, man. Appreciate being here. I'm just chilling, you know. Got me a little beverage as usual, a little something to smoke on. Just trying to cruise into this week nice and easy. Like you said, this short week and not let work stress me out too much on Monday and Tuesday. But, you know, cruising in and trying to have a good chill week. Toss it over to Ty. Yeah, get your hooks rubbed and spices to hook your meats up. We heard that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm chilling, man. I'm just happy to be here once again. You know, I, I don't have a work week. Because we took the whole week off. So I'm happy with that. I'm going to be doing some some extra TikToking, some extra podcasting shit. Some, maybe I'll do some promotional videos, you know. But um, I'm just going to try to like chill, relax, get some video games on, and have a good week. But first, I'm going to get down to business today. 
You know what I'm saying? Lucky all you bastards that got off because the only day that I have off this coming week is Thanksgiving Day, which happens to be my scheduled day off. So the only bonus out of it is I get eight hours. So you lose, lose. So I get eight (laughs) hours. No, the only win I get is eight hours of comp time. But, I mean, I get paid for the day because as a supervisor, we get paid for every single holiday in two separate checks. Like, they give us every holiday in two separate checks. The only unfortunate it is is, like, when a holiday comes around, we're technically supposed to work it. And so, like, Veterans Day, we got forced to work. I worked the holiday. You know what I'm saying? But... This week, yeah, man. Like, I wish I had like another day off somewhere else because if I had it, like, say, like Wednesday, I could have worked it. That would have been a time and a half day for me instead of a day off, or just an extra fucking day off. Uh, but no more complaining about work for me because it is what it is. Freaking, uh, what happened? Oh, the only interesting thing because you, the only interesting thing that happened to me was I had a truck that I had on a recycling route catch fire <laughs> from the from the from the metal side like if y'all ever seen the dual bin hopper trucks that we have in the city we normally certain districts use them for recycling they'll use the large side for paper or depending on where you're at it just depends on the weight of the route like large side usually gets used for paper the small side usually gets used for the metal glass plastic. So I'm up going up Jamal. I'll say the blocks because you know him. I'm going up Rogers. Yep. Right? I'm going up Rogers uh to try to catch up to the crew just to see how they doing and all that. And I see that they were pulled over, and then I see smoke coming from the back of the truck. I'm like, oh shit. Like, what the hell happened? I go, I get closer, and I'm like. I start to see the smoke get heavier and heavier. And my two guys that were working for me was outside the truck next to the building. Right. We was we were stopped right on the left side of the street, right after Union going towards Eastern Parkway. And the smokers is there. And I'm like, oh fuck. You know, like they were good. My guys were good. You know, the truck didn't explode or nothing crazy, nothing like that. But as you heard this, you smell the smoke going. You saw the fire start to then come up through the crease of the truck in the back. I heard popping, popping, popping. It was like so much so that I called my borough office. They was like, "Okay, yeah, all right, I'm about to call nine one one. Call nine one one. Fucking, what is it? The two engine two eighty came over within like three minutes, if that, because they were on the other side of Eastern Parkway. Came around." It was like, all right, so, you know, had to had to have them fucking dump the shit in the street. So now we had to dump all the all the recycling that we picked up. They picked up. Yo. Dump it right on the street. And then they hit it, hit it with the water, spread it out, hit it with more water. And they was thinking, because it was like, we heard pop, 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 fucking lithium-ion batteries. <clears throat> but we didn't find any. And so that was the most eventful thing that happened to me. I don't is that what caused the fire? Probably those batteries, yeah. <clears throat> Probably. In my, if if there was mm. the thing is, is like we when they pulled it out because 
We had to try to open the back of the truck up to like dump it in the street. They had their hooks and stuff to pull it down, pull it, try to pull mm-hmm. it down to, to, you know, to just spread it out to try to find where the source is and then, you know, hit it with water. Right. But, you know, before, because they tried to hit it, hit the truck with water. That's crazy dumping that, all that but, shit in the street, though. But we, yeah, we, fortunately, we didn't have to oh, dump Rogers the of all entire places. load. We didn't have to dump the entire load. It, it got to like half of what they picked up, and it that's crazy. And, and fortunately, too, they only might have done like two or three blocks, so it wasn't even a lot of work on the truck. It wasn't that. Made, it wasn't that heavy. Yeah, it wasn't. It right, wasn't right, that right, bad. right. But the bad part was, I wish I had it on my phone because I took the pictures on on my on the work phone. We got that shit cleaned up. Like yo, it was one of the fastest cleanups. Like we've ever, like I've ever had to get done. Where the guy who was working in the garage, you had mad like, people there then. Nah, nah, nah. Me, one sanitation worker from the the neighboring garage who was available to bring a truck that we could put the, the garbage in. The garage, the garage utility guy for that night had to first he had to bring a replacement truck for the two guys' truck who caught fire because this is how it works. It's Okay, you guys are safe. You guys are good. Here, take this truck. Get the fuck back to work. <laughs> so, so then this guy, because the um, <laughs> because the truck that caught fire, it was still able to run, and the fire was completely out. The garage guy then took the truck back to our district, came with the front end loader with the bucket with the claw bucket. It goes, it goes like this, and came up. To yeah, the like to pick up the leaves. Yeah, the one yeah. to pick up the leaves. Well, we. He did that shit. It took maybe, it might have been four, four scoops, four, um, four backs and forths to scoop, four backs and forth to scoop, put it in the back of the garbage truck. We was done. We was done. It surprisingly went real quick. But that was the most eventful thing that happened That's to me. Dope. That's it. Mm. Nothing else interesting in life has happened. Oh. No, I must y'all talk about. Oh, it. yes, it has. Yes, it has. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. People, I'm not yes, gonna keep it. How is that, Tyrone? How was your week, man? How, was, how has everything been? Um, yeah, nothing happened. I was, I was basically just chilling all week. You know, uh, we don't got nothing to do at the job. So right now, they they, they were trying to they were doing like the holiday kind of like button up, shut down shit. So yeah, yeah. they was just buttoning things up, covering things up, making sure all the machines was put away and all that. So that's all I did. I, I just did a whole button down week and I was basically chilling. Jamal. That's what's up. Um highlighting my week usually revolves around food. Um and keeping in line with my feast of famine diet. I went to visit my boy in Philly Friday. I crushed, <laughs> crushed two Delisandro cheesesteaks, bro. Two. <laughs> two. Damn, man. Two. I'm jealous. Like, I still haven't had Delisandro's, but the spot across the street, the truth. Chubby's, the spot across the street, Chubby's, Chubby's. that was my favorite. Chubby's is good, too. But to me, it's the truth. Before I don't know, if, Ty, you want to chip in? What's your What's your favorite out, out there? 
I already told y'all before, the best cheesesteak you're going to get is from the dirty bodega down the street, bro. Like, it's dirty in there, they going to hook you up with, with the real shit. I believe you. Yeah, man. They hit you up with the more dirty food that they got. <laughs> He's not so the only guy that's saying that, too, man. Yeah. Uh, so, Gatano, Gatano's ain't in it. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> so, so Jamal, South Jersey, and you don't swear by Gatanos like JP and them do. No, there's a Gatanos down the way. Gatanos is, is, is good, but I mean, are you near the disrespectful? Penny, are you near the Penny Packer one? No, I'm near, near one? I'm, in, I'm near the one in Hamilton. This is the second okay. one after the oh. one in Burlington, yeah. But I've been to that one in Burlington too, you know what I mean. Cause that's the one I brought TJ there a while back. We went there, mm-hmm. and that shit yeah, is dope. Yeah, I, I love I that spot. That place was amazing. What I like about them is they use seated rolls. That's my favorite. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, seated rolls is the shit. And you know, all them high hard guys are rolls. The largest, mm-hmm. like a fucking foot and a half. I I yeah. finished one of them shits from the store to the entrance of the turnpike. Yeah, man. Like I'm the large. <laughs> I was able oh. to finish that shit. Yeah. Oh, damn! My stomach acid is. Then <laughs> didn't I get a large first time I went with you? <laughs> I think you did, and I think you said it was a mistake. We got uh, it before yeah. we went to Philly Cigar Week one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was a mistake because I knew where I had to go after I ate all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's coming right back out, man. <laughs> oh yeah, man. But TJ, yours? The only thing interesting happened this week, as usual, I have a weekly phone call with my daughter. And um, since the um, the strike is over on both sides, they started doing movie premieres. So she did the movie premiere for Trolls. So she saw Sync. She spoke to Camila Caballo and Kendra. Um, what's the chick's name? The short chick, Kendra. <laughs> Kendra Lust. The comedian chick. Anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, anyway, another actress chick, because that day was on one of the only days it rained in L.A. She was running in, and she almost knocked her down. And shit. I was like, ain't y'all the same height? She was like, yeah. But, um, yeah. Anna Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, Anna yeah. Kendrick. Her. Yeah, so she ran into Anna Kendrick. But, um, wow. yeah, literally, so she was back at work. Literally. Literally, <laughs> literally, like almost knocked her down. Literally, yeah. So, um, yeah, but um, our weekly conversations are fire. Like we always have a, a good talk. She tells me what's going on in her life, her world, how her writing's coming along. You know, shit going on with her job. She asks me about what I'm doing and stuff like that. It's always a solid, solid conversation. We get serious and we get stupid, and it, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I can't wait to see in a couple of weeks she coming home for Christmas. So. Dope. It's my interesting thing of the week. Dope. Well, we're going to round this off on daughters. My daughter, this, my daughter. <laughs> fuck you, Curtis High School girls track coach, the new one. Fuck you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Because how do you leave? And now, again, we were all competitors in some type of way, shape, or form, whether you made a team or not. But how do you leave off two 
of the best throwers in the borough of Staten Island off your team because you're more focused on the girls who were there with you for cross country. Now, some more context to the story was because uh, I had people, I, I put up a post on TikTok like, yo, this is the only way I can fucking express my anger. <clears throat> and I was just like, I want to see this girl's, this Curtis girl's track team never win a thing this year. Because how do you leave off? And again, maybe I, I was trying to put father pride away and put father pride to the side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was hard because it was like, yo, like, number one, like I said, number one, <clears throat> if you look at stats from meets last year and look up Curtis High School shot girl shot putters, you're going to see Zaria Lewis, number one, who just graduated last year. And then you're going to see an Olivia and then my daughter or my daughter, then Olivia or girl from another school underneath Olivia, my daughter. Or girl from another school, my daughter Olivia. Like you're talking about two of the top talking, three, two of the top three to four throwers, if not just on Staten Island within the city. But well, you know more on Staten Island because you know my daughter would place like fifth and fifth and sixth as a sophomore against the rest of the city. You know what I'm saying? As a sophomore, still placing in the top six at least or top five sometimes. <clears throat> But this guy, as she was kind of giving me hints ahead of time, was like, yo, this guy said he's only taking 24 people. He might be only taking 26 people on the team. He's holding tryouts. I'm like, tryouts? Like, how are you having tryouts for track and field? Like, what what, what kind of shit is this? Like, this yeah. ain't no shit that you got to no. try out for. Yeah, that was... No, that everybody was... who wants to join track joins track. That's yeah, it. that's what... That's what I was thinking. I was like, I know I've been out of high school for a while, but I know that there was never tryouts for the track team. Like, you wanted to be exactly. on the track team, you just showed up. You was That's on the it. team. <laughs> That's it. And this guy, and he, and my boy, because my boy hit me up because I made that post on Instagram, and he was like, yo, like, this guy's a numbskull. Like, he was like, we tried to talk to this dude and tell him, like, yo, you don't have tryouts. Like, if people want to come on the team, come on the team. Because track and field point scoring is all about numbers. It's all about having numbers. It's about team. The, it's about yeah, team. Yeah, but your school as a team. On, on, it's, have, it's about having numbers on the field to compete. To where if you could flood a race with like four runners and, you know, say at least two of the four get to the finals, you know, and depending on where they place, that's points. Like it's all okay. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the school doesn't have like like rules to say, hey, the kids make like the school doesn't overrule the coach because can't they say yo you I, can't well, look, say yo you can't have tryouts, bro? Well, look, I don't know because here's the thing. When my boy was reaching out to the boys coach who remembered me from our era of high school. Because I was like, I, I didn't remember the name until my daughter showed me the picture. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember him because used to. he was in high school when I was in high school and our teams competed against each other. He wasn't a thrower. He was a runner. But, he, you know, familiar by face, know who I am. You know what I'm saying? And he wrote back to me and he was like, oh, she failed two classes. And I was like, my guard dropped for a minute. But I was like, 
wait, no, she didn't. Because the coach tried to tell her and tried to use the excuse of, oh, she failed one of her classes, her math class, that she only, that's the only one she knew about at the time. And she was like, no, I didn't. I talked to my math teacher. She's fixing the grade and she'll come talk to you like, yo, I didn't fail. But even if she did fail one class, she still had enough classes eligible for her to compete. But the fact that you didn't even give that opportunity and just said you're not on the team. So she is, couldn't even try out. No, she tried out. She tried out. In okay. fact, you want to you know how far she tried out? Her and another girl set up preseason workouts for other people that were interested in throwing. And they were getting mm-hmm. together on their own time to get ready for these fuckhead fuckery tryouts. Mm-hmm. And she's coming home talking about that. I, I, I put like another two or three feet on my throws. Like I'm I'm throwing much better. Like I'm, my numbers are going up. I'm like, good. Now you, you gotta hit the weights. Good. Now you gotta hit the weights. You know, every day. It's like for good two, three weeks straight after school. Her and the her and her friends that were trying to get on the team. Going to West Brighton mm-hmm. to practice every fucking day. And you say no because you picked your 20 cross country running girls and then four others. And my daughter's like, one of them, the girl can't, is not even good at throwing. He just picked her because her dad works in the school type nonsense. And it was just the whole idea. The girl of- probably doesn't even want to do shot putting. The whole fuckery and irony of everything is is the factor of this ain't no fucking middle of the country high school musical school where you hold tryouts. If you want to, that's a team where if you want to join it, you just join and be dedicated. Like her old coach even gave them like, yo, here's the fucking stats from what they did last year. You know what I'm saying? People know my daughter. He didn't even look at that. He didn't look at that. He didn't give a fuck. He didn't care. So fuck you, Mister Whoever the fuck your name is. You're glad. I'm. I'm glad I've calmed down to where I was. I wanted to go to the school, but I was like, nah, because that ain't gonna serve no good. But I do have somebody. It's good to know when you know when people know who you are. Know people that are going to look out behind the scenes for you. And I'll I'll leave that at that. So yeah, that was that shit. That shit. That was yesterday, actually. No, that was Friday. And that turned my whole, like, my Friday was going nice. It was cool. Everything felt good. And then my wife sends me the text message while I'm out smoking. Like, yeah, your daughter's going to be home soon. But she didn't make the team talking about, oh, because she does, because she can't run. Because also, this guy wanted everybody to compete in, like, two or three events. And mandatory, you had to run and run. Nah. I'm like, yo, but you're not a runner. Nah. You used to, she used to run in events like years prior for like just in case. Like, yo, we just need to have somebody in there. Hopefully we can score some points. You know what I'm saying? And then, yo, Zah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. She'll mm-hmm. do it. But if she was tied up with, she did her two or three events, because they think they only allowed you to do two, some meets three events. She was doing shot, like outdoor comes, Shot put, discus, javelin. Indoor season, it was shot put, weight throw. Like, so hopefully, hopefully the wrestling team has space for her. Because even when she was a freshman, the wrestling team wanted her. 
the flag football team wanted her. But they both interfered with track and field because I knew what she can be as a as a shot putter. Part because I used to do it. And yeah, I but he's that. fucking up her chances to go to school now. Like you know what I'm saying? That part is the part that really set me off because this is her junior year. Right. Yeah, like like how is she supposed to? Do they have like a intramural shot put team or like a shot put club or something like that? Well, because she can't get where, noticed like that. This is where my brother put the smart thing in the head and was just like, yo. Because the, the no, because the coach was just like, oh, why don't you go throw for Ocean Breeze? Like he really dismissed it like that. Oh, why don't you go throw for Ocean Breeze? The club team. He really dismissed it like that. Oh shit. And then it was like, you know wow. what? Wow. And then my brother was just like, yo, you should look up fucking USA track and field youth events. And I was like, you know what? You're right. But it's oh, of, yeah. I gotta be I gotta be available to take her. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, because if right. that's the route, whatever. But five five, almost two and change, the strongest shit. So I want her to go wrestle too, because maybe that could be a quick launch pad to something. But I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see what she wants, because it's all about what she wants to do. Even though it's exactly. pissing me off, it's pissing me off that. It, it really pissed me off that this guy decided to take this fuckhead route her junior year. The junior year. This is the year that everybody's supposed to be. Yeah. Yep. I um I wanted to run something across you guys, right? So Marlon Wayans said that his daughter is um coming out and now transitioning to be want to be a male now, right? And my oldest daughter did the same thing. She was out there your whole life. Now, now she wants to be Alex. She wants to be a male, whatever. But Stephen A. Smith said he called Marlon to, to tell him that he wanted to show his support. And for me, I was like, I didn't, I'm not the one who needed the support. Like, I love my child. You know what I mean? She a girl. She transitioned into a boy. You know, I, I, I really didn't feel like that was an issue for me. I didn't feel like I had a problem with it. I didn't feel like it was going to be hard on me. I wanted the people to support my child and just like respect her wishes, his wishes now. You know what I mean? That was it. Right. So I was like, what if Stephen, and Stephen A not even in his family or nothing. I didn't even know they was friends. So I'm like, what is Stephen A publicly saying? Oh, I just got off the phone with him. I just called him for support for it, right? But then Stephen A said something that made it even worse to me. He said, I supported him in a way to remind him that the most important thing is that he loved his child. And I'm like, you're telling a man that loved his child? Like, I thought that, that was so fucking stupid. I was like, if Stephen A. Smith would have called me and been like, Tyrone, I want to support you with your child. I just want to tell you that the most important thing is to love her. I would be like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, I love my daughter. Like, I didn't understand that whole thing. And that shit, I really feel like I went off when I made a post about it and everything. But I don't know if I was wrong, but I feel like that was just Stephen A. Smith just, just, incorporating himself and pumping his chest up on something that was like, this is fucking dumb to me. Yeah, it sounds like a clout chase. It sounds like, look at me, I'm down with the community. When there's other ways you can do that, just because, you know, because, I mean, I, again, I'm a fan of Stephen A, but he does things for the clout chase in a way. It looks like the clout chase. Like, he does things by way of, like, the the vibe of, like, look, look at all these famous people I know, like, name-dropping shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's, yeah. you know, shit like that. It's 
I mean, it's cool to show the gesture, but you keep it where it is. Like, why do you have to report it out to the people, Jamal? Like, you keep it where it is if that's what you feel. It's just Stephen A. Smith, I mean, who he's become and evolved into, to show that he's a man of all things. He frequently, you know, sucks. That he, it seems like he's always involved or trying to talk about something he has little to no expertise on. And I think this is just another moment where he's trying to show, you know, that he's with the times and, and, and whatever. And he just, he didn't, he didn't even need to comment on it, honestly. You know, so, I mean, just, it's just who he is at this point, man. I mean. That, but that's what I was saying. I was like, what kind of support was he offering? Because it's like, you don't have a child in that situation. You, yeah. he's got brothers and sisters. He's got a known worldwide famous family. And it, he doesn't have to financially worry about supporting the child. So I didn't understand where Stephen A was coming with the support. And then when he said I had to remind him, it sounded almost offensive to me. Like you had to remind him that love yeah. and his child is important. It's like, you gotta. You don't have to remind real fathers that loving their children is important, dude. That was the, like I was like, where are you going with this? Right. Plus, yeah, as much a, as you okay. said you worked, and as much as you said you've worked and dedicated yourself to your career and been this dude, I don't even know how much time you had to really love and support your own kids. To be honest, you know what I'm saying? Right. With, with, I never really because you rarely hear about Stephen A's kids. All you hear about is I worked this, I did that. I hustled. I wrote this. I did this. I did this. All you hear about with him is really about work. I don't really hear that man ever talk about his children like that. The yeah, only he time I really heard him mention his kids was when he got to buy them something. Every time yeah. he had to pay like tickets or something, then I hear about his children. Yeah, he keeps his whole private life, like his his home life, private, private. Like, so why you, know, you putting like, out other people's <laughs> shit? Right. Right. Yeah, that's that's why I get you. Like, if you're gonna keep your yeah. shit low low-key and shit like that unless unless other person is making it public but then still to show support like why did did is there something on the horizon that's like you know he, he you know former homophobe or something like that that freaking said things in the past now it's like look at me i'm doing better like what, what i don't even know how that came up or whatever if it was on the context of loving your children is what why you brought that up but no, you were talking about daughters, and I just thought about like with my daughter and her situation. And then I was when you were talking about your daughter and their situation, I was like, Well, my daughter is still transitioning to like being a man for real, you know what I mean? And then it just it. made me just made me go into then I thought about that situation. I was just like, Oh yeah, you know, that's something maybe I because I, I don't like to be wrong in my expressions, but you know, I just like to put it across to other men to see how they felt about it because I just felt, I don't know, I felt disturbed by the fact that he thought that it was just like Marlon Wayans said his daughter was transitioned to a band and then he's just like, and I just got off the phone with him to let him know I'm supporting him. And I'm like, I didn't even know y'all was friends. Well, maybe like, they talked about something else, but whatever. No. I don't, I don't it, know. It was, it was, I don't know why he said it. Even if, even if it was legit, like you said, Dan, like if something, if he's had a... Uh, a um, conversation with Marlon or whatever context is key, and he didn't even put the context down. So, I mean, it's just, it, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just not surprising by Steven. I mean, it's who he is now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just another ill advised moment of, of maybe him over talking a little bit. But what is surprising, though, was the sneak attack that shook up the world, shook up the world of hip hop 
and, and rap music. And that was when Andre 3000 announced early in the week that he was having an album drop on this past Friday. And surprise, surprise, there ain't going to be no bars in it. It's all flute-based music. Now, did any of y'all take a dive into this album yet? Because uh, um, I'm going to give y'all... I'm gonna pull up my TikTok and I'm gonna give y'all. I'm gonna I'm gonna let that do the talking for you. For me, as far as my points of view is concerned on this thing, what what what's yours right out the gate, Tyro? Like how did how did you honestly feel about this shit? Right out the gate was that he lied when he said it wasn't gonna be no bars because the out the uh the song titles is bars. <laughs> I, when I when I downloaded the album to my Apple Music and I was just looking at the song titles, I was like, these is the bars right here. He wrote everything he wanted to say in the titles of those fucking songs. Because if you look at the song titles, the song titles is saying a bunch of shit. So I was like, okay, player, you 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 is doing a little something. You intriguing me a little bit. But the the, the concept for me is like, I understand that it's music. I understand that it's creative. I understand everything. That's why I downloaded. That's why I gave him an opportunity for me to really like, really go into it for real. But my problem is this. My problem is you expect people to listen to this with no with with no bars and stuff and the flute things, and then and then it's like seven minutes, eight minute songs. I can't rock with an eight minute song sometimes with with actual lyrics in it. Sometimes I'm just like Purple Rain is the bomb, but sometimes I'm like, throw the fuck off. You know what I mean? Yo, <laughs> Jamal, on that on that on that time point there, like. This nigga went. You didn't. You didn't even know that it came out yet, right? You didn't even no. know as we talk about pre-show. This nigga went full Felakute with the fucking lengths of some of these songs. Yeah, dude, the album. The album is an hour and twenty-eight minutes, and it's only eight tracks. Wow. There's one three-minute track on the whole joint. Wow. Everything else, like Tyrone is saying, is ten minutes. 15 minutes, fucking 30 minutes, big old minutes. <laughs> you know, so, so it's, hard, it's hard for me to take that in when the poem is so long. But but I tried it. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, too, though, I, I give him this, though. I give him this. He's got a market because I tell you what, man. Like, them people listen to the raindrops and the thunderstorms. Them people listen to all kinds of shit to go to sleep and put you in the thing. It does put you in that zen state, though. I mean, you sit there and you say, okay, and you start feeling it, and you start vibing out, and then you start. TJ, I did mean, you like, listen to the album? I went no, to bed. No, I did not. I did not. Big O, you listen to the album. He's still getting his geriatrics on with this camera. He may be, he may be bumping <laughs> it right now. Right. <laughs> but anyway, but as, as he comes back, I didn't think he was coming on because he said he wasn't making it, but I guess he felt all right. Let me give you all my perspective from right out the gate. And I was trying to be as fair as possible. All right, high beast. Let's talk about it. So I know everybody ran for that Andre 3000 album. Thank you to everybody who gave all them fucking views to the joke video that I posted up. Because at the end of the day, for me, it's just jokes. I got love for the artist just as much as everybody else does. And let's keep it real. 
I appreciate that he decided to take his creative brain where he chose to take it. Because as a creative, I know what creative ruts feel like. I know what, you know, demand for certain things kind of feel like, which for me, it's, it's more of a demand that I put on myself. For him, it's actual fans demanding <laughs> what they want when they want it. And fans not understanding, sometimes you can't get exactly what you want when you want it. Because the creative process can be something that becomes such an internal battle that, yeah, I'm sorry. Sometimes it can't please all y'all motherfuckers all the time. And it's clear that he's definitely not going to be pleasing a lot of people with this album all the time. But I will say, just from my point of view, number one, I have to give it a better and fair chance because number two, that album is thousand percent. You need to be in a certain kind of headspace, a certain kind of zone. You 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 got to be just prepared for something like that. And I felt like I was very unfair towards that album as I tried to listen to it on the way to work yesterday. Y'all know the good old whip test where you just put it on, let it play and let it ride. But I couldn't do that. When when I saw each track was like 10 plus minutes and all, I was like, first thought was damn. And it was only eight tracks. I was like, damn, he brought it back on some like 60s and 70s shit where it would be six, seven, eight, song albums but you're getting seven minute 10 minute 15 minute songs per album very very fella kute-ish if you ask me but i didn't feel fella in this one at all what i felt was i felt deshaun watson robert Kraft vibes if you know you know <laughs> i felt like yo i'm in a super funk and I just need to chill and just let my mind clear kind of vibes. If you didn't catch that joke, that was massage parlor music. You know, them uh <laughs> them 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 zen-like moments. And going into work, especially where I work, that shit didn't help. And plus, it just I don't know. The vibe that it gave first and foremost was I just wasn't ready for it. So I'm getting halfway through a track, which is seven minutes through which is crazy to say that's halfway through a fucking track and I'm skipping through, which is something that I generally never do, but I start skipping through. And then as I, 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 after I stop the album, I go to see the full length pause of the album, an hour and 28 minutes for eight fucking tracks. Yeah. I am. My brain was not ready for that shit. So again, I can't crap on it because I didn't give it my personal honest and fair shot, which is a straight playthrough, <laughs> no skips, no fast forwards, just let it go. But my commute also was in an hour and a half to work. I wasn't prepared for a fucking hour and a half <laughs> of that kind of music. But last but not least, because a lot of people on the um, on the Chappelle com uh, video that I made um, was saying, yo, imagine some of the samples that are going to get flipped off this album. 
And the first name that came to my head, because if you are a fellow deaf jookie like me from back in the day, and you should know where I'm going with this name, but I was like, yo, LP could fucking flip the fuck out of this entire album and make it some of the hardest beats we ever heard in our lives. And I get, even if you're a fan of just running the jewels LP, whatever, go back to listen to Def Jook's version of LP back before they had to change their name to Definitive Jooks and then the company's no more and all that, man. But early company flow LP, you know, when he did the Colvane LP, when he did all of his albums, Fantastic Damage and uh, was it a cause for the cure or cure for the cause or what? You could hear the flips and drums over what Andre 3000 was doing by way of LP. That's it. Maybe I'll come back with a more fair review if I could sit through that hour and 20 plus minutes of <laughs> but yeah that was my take on the album man like i gotta give it a i gotta be fair and give it a better shot but also i need it's yo i'm telling y'all now you just you got to be in a certain headspace for that album you truly do like tyrone said good sleep music it might be just that <laughs> oh, sucking the thumb. <laughs> Not That's what I was doing. I was slapping on the pillow, baby. Hey, yo. <laughs> but yeah, yo, it's it's uh so it's more like elevator music, just background noise. Like no, it was like I something. like I said, Deshaun Watson, Robert Kraft vibes. Like the first <laughs> the first vibe it gave me was this is the shit that they play in the rubbing tub that gets you comfortable for what's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's about like to go down, my man. It's it's about you about to get it in. Just don't fall asleep all the way, but you will be fully relaxed when it's all said and done. <laughs> you should have said you tried to get through it with no sleeps instead of no skips. No, 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 no. It wasn't, like I said, it was, I was driving to work. It wasn't putting me to sleep. It wasn't putting me to sleep. Dude, if I would have put that on in my car, all you would have heard was, in today's news, somebody ran into the garbage. <laughs> uh, side That's note. Crazy. A citizen that said reported possible bomb threat on 451 clocks and Ave. That's crazy. But anyway, oh, Clarkson? Yeah. <laughs> that's like around the hospital. Yeah. Or that's like close to the psych ward if I'm GPSing in my brain the address. And yeah. But anyway, yeah. I mean, maybe that, maybe his album might help out that psych ward over there on Clarkson. Get some of them people to calm down. Like that, it's, it was, it was musical melatonin. It was musical mm. melatonin. Wow. And, and people, but again, I'm. This is my review of listening to about six to seven minutes of each track. That was like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, fourteen minutes. What did Jay say? Did you listen <laughs> to it or skim through it? <laughs> Yo, but I'm saying, but when the track is fucking fifteen minutes long and you got through seven minutes yeah. of it, you felt like you listened to the whole thing. 
<laughs> He's not gonna switch it up. He's not gonna switch it up at the end. <laughs> Here's what I want to ask you guys though, and this is serious because I, I I'm I seriously want to know this. I, I'm not trying to understand it. What what y'all think was the point? I mean, really, what's the point in releasing this album? The point is the point. The, the point is you, that was his creative path at the time. I, and, 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 and I so feel, that's that's where his life took him. Because I yes, feel, go ahead. I feel like my nigga trying to be smart. I just feel like he's trying to be smart. I feel like he's just like, okay, all these rappers out because 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 in my opinion, a lot of this new rap is coming out, a lot of this hip hop is coming out, a lot of this things that we call music that's coming out is fucking pure one hundred percent garbage. And I don't understand he, how these people can put out this garbage and fucking thrive off said, and live off it and call it hip hop and do all this shit. So in my opinion, I'm thinking that he's just like, you know what? Y'all want to put out garbage? I'm going to put out music that's actually going to be good music, but not have what y'all want and see how y'all can relate to that. I think this is like his fuck you to what you want. Nah, nah. nah the way, yeah, I, 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 I can see people thinking that, but. He kind of even gave a half explanation for why. And it was just like, yo, like he felt like the the where he was at when it comes to rap right now, like he didn't feel like he had anything. You know what I'm saying? Like he felt like he didn't have anything for it. He felt like he needed to gain the creative inspiration to, to deliver something in today's time that was relatable to him, which again, creative brain thinking, I understand. And then again, if 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 his creative soul and his creative mind put him in the place of like, yo, this is what I really want to get out right now, Jamal, like as a filmmaker, like that's you, you kind of follow where your 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 I guess your heart and your mind and your true inspiration is at the time. Yeah, that's it's a passion piece. And this is his new passion. And you see that happen with a lot of filmmakers. The, some of your favorite filmmakers have put out quote unquote passion pieces and usually passion pieces are not well received it's something that they've always wanted to do in the way they want to do it against the norm without any barriers or restraints and you know that's what happens um yeah i didn't i didn't listen to it yet i'm gonna give it a listen i saw the tiktoks and shit on it i didn't know that they was actually talking about the album i thought i thought that they were just talking about what they thought the album was going to sound like and that's just hilarious <laughs> i didn't realize that's exactly what it was so, but in all fairness to him, and what I think he was trying to do is the great Stevie Wonder, you know, in the vision, songs and the keys of life, uh, put out an album called The Secret Life of Plants. I don't know if y'all ever heard that. Nah. All right. Now, when we're when we done here today, go listen to The Secret Life of Plants, and he pulled the Andre 3000. It's beautiful. It's, it's soundscapes and shit like that, but it's a complete, complete left turn from what the type of stuff that Stevie was putting out at the time. Right. <laughs> and he wanted to flex his creative muscles. Stevie got out the way and then he went back to being Stevie. Right. So, Which, yo, as, and, and let's keep it real. Let's keep it a, a beyond a thousand. Yeah. As black folks, and this brings me in like to the mind of like comedy, like in, in some ways, like in black folks, you know, people, when they become fans of you, you like what you like because that's what they gave you from the beginning. And you so right. when you think of like comedy and you think of certain comedians, like you know, you think of those chitlin circuit, well, you know, black people like this, well, white people like this kind of comedians, and you get stuck in that rut. 
But then when yep. you're a when you're a Dave Chappelle in the beginning, or you're a Godfrey in the beginnings of everything, people look at you as like, yo, nah, you're weird, you're different because you ain't doing that chilling circuit type comedy. You ain't you ain't doing that typical, you know, you you know that 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 stereotypical black comedy shit until until you grow. And then people find a way to find appreciation in what you do. And it was like, yo, I've always been this way. I've always been this eccentric person. He showed us this. He showed us this by way of the love below side that he was different. That's right. But people continue to look at him for, nah, yo, we're propping you up as one of the top rappers ever. Yo, you need, you need to give us this rap album we're looking for. No, my creative juices ain't flowing that way, TJ. My bad. You you wanted to make a point and you decided to take a sip. I'm I'm here. I'm here. Um, it was just like when Guru came out with the Jasmine Taz album, a lot of people who was a fan yep. of Guru didn't understand jazz or they never listened to jazz music. So they called the shit whack straight out the gate. And my uncle would talk to me about Guru because of those Jazzmatazz albums. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but yo, but that, I mean, that was that was the creative side of Guru that like that he wanted to express because he was a, he was a big fan of jazz from back in the day. Like his pops listened to jazz and he put him on, and he wanted to make a jazz album and. The people that listen to jazz, he brought a different crowd in than the people that listen to hip hop. And like that shit was very successful in the jazz area. Like, cause it was legit jazz album. It wasn't a hip hop. It's not a really a hip hop album. <coughs> He's spitting over jazz joints, but it was a really jazz album. Like they, they considered it a jazz album. Here, here's my, th- now I understand what you're saying Dan about what we're saying. But I, I'm not that dude. I'm that dude that wants to change. I don't like Kevin Hart right now. This Kevin Hart to me is just doing the same shit over and over again. He hasn't evolved. He hasn't changed. He hasn't nothing. But when you evolve, when you change, like for me, like I've seen the evolution. Like somebody like Eminem, who changed, flipped his style, changed his music, changed the way he rap, changed everything, and it still worked for me because I still thought what he was doing was good. Now I said it to say this: if you change, like I thought, the Love Below was way better than Speaker Box to the point where I didn't even listen to Speaker Box anymore. I knew that that was a change in Andre 3000, but I liked it because the shit that he changed into was still good shit. You know what I mean? So even though you got to change and we can embrace it, it's still got to have some kind of level. Of, uh, it's got to have a standard. You just can't go, oh, I'm going to be this new nigga and the shit's garbage and we supposed to accept garbage now. But see, but that's <laughs> see, but they, they, and there's the key, but there's some key words you said in that because yes, you have every right to be new nigga as you just said. But no, you still do not have to accept if you think it's garbage. Nobody, and that's that that assumption. People think you just got to take it. No, if you're a fan of somebody, you're going to try to take take in whatever they're delivering because you're a fan. But that doesn't mean you have to accept it. That doesn't mean you have to like it. It's just, but but, but as, as fans... You have to take that step back sometimes and just allow that creative person to get through that, that the, the, the current level of whatever creative process they have. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I got, I've, I've fucking, I mean, I've did shit that I made work for me, but DJing. Then my passion turned into the camera. I did my own gallery shit. Then my passion turned into fucking, yo, hosting shows. We did the hip-hop karaoke. Then my passion turned into the podcasting. And it's been the podcasting ever since. And I get inspired to do different things at different times because as one of his song titles is, is this a part of one of his long ass song titles is, is this the way to win? This the way to win just happened to take me at that time. You know what I'm saying? But you don't ever truly fully lose said skills because when you want to go back to them, you can go back to them. It's still right there in your cabinet accessible to go back and reach for and pull out when you want to. Dan, but he did a couple of features last year. So it's not like he wasn't well, in his bag. Right. Well, he's you know always done features. He's always done one feature a year to max. You know what I'm saying? So, so it goes. Yeah, that, so it's not like that's gonna change. It's right. Not like because he did a flute album, that's gonna change. Right. And that argument right there kind of ties to like the whole Jay Electronica didn't drop a solo album joint. I'm sorry, the man had almost a hundred tracks out before putting together one combined body of work. I, I just I, think, I, I, think I feel like you got a fan base. And, and you don't want to dis, disgruntle your fan base. You 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 owe us something too. Hundred thousand owes us something too. Yeah, you want to play the flute? Play the flute. But you ain't gotta give this whole album a flute shit. Play the flute. Give me one. <laughs> give me some bars, bro. I need but something see, like you disrespect and, and what you said and what you said there is a part of the problem with fandoms. You owe us. They don't owe us shit. Nobody owes you a motherfucking thing if you're their fan. You would want certain Ask things. Lauren Hill. You would. You, Ask oh, Lauren Hill. You think that shit right? If I pay for a product, bro, and I've been supporting you and paying all my money off, you owe me at least a level of, of, of standing. <laughs> you owe me to show up on time? You owe me to show up on time? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I ever meet Mason in real life, yo, he got to run the fade with me at least one time for that hard wall. At least once, bro. I paid $25 for that CD. I need, I need some of that back. That, that's your mistake for buying the main <laughs> album, but I digress. Big, big O, Big O, you were uh, you were ready for this album? I I was, man. You know, you know what, you know what did it too. Killer Mike, Killer Mike was one who came out and was like, "Oh, I, I heard some of that. Uh, I heard some of that Andre Three Thousand album. Yo, I yo, that's just fire." I'm like, so I heard. I'm like, bro, is this? Is this the album he was talking about? Yes. <laughs> because, I mean, yo, it sounds like birds tripping, man. Like, a yeah. bird out there right now is is claiming that Andre 3000 is biting his tip. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean... If, 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 if this is his passion, I mean, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But, nah, man. I mean... Like like I like I said in the post, I said in the post, they are not playing this on MLK Boulevard. Any MLK Boulevard. They're not, you are not gonna hear this album. And it's not for us. We don't we don't even know if it's a good flute album or a bad flute album. 
Who knows? That's a good point, man. <laughs> That's a good point, bro. <laughs> no, but, 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 all right, but again, again, nigga, nigga mentality. Why do we have to have something to compare it off of? Yeah, I'm not because the, my the points I'm trying to make is it's like again, we don't have to like it, we don't have to like it. But when, when it comes to creative pieces, sometimes it's just you gotta you gotta just take it in for what it is, and then make your opinion like we've been doing from there. But but we can't take it in for what it is because we don't know what the fuck it is. You just made the point. If a flutist right now, if a professional flutist right now came out and said, yo, I'm a professional flutist and Andre 3000 album is garbage, you ain't going to feel bad. You ain't going to feel like, damn, Andre just straight up people putting some bullshit out here on us. I'm going to say that's their fucking opinion because I'm not riding off of somebody else's opinion. Now, He's a professional do I, do... flutist. He knows what he's talking about. Flautist, flautist, flutist. Whatever, flautist, yeah. flutist. You I need, say, I need. You say, I say potato. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard nobody say potato, did y'all? I never in my no, life heard that. Never, never. <laughs> I need to know what Lizzo. Oh, uh, if Lizzo could put potato, chicken wing down tomato. for a second, she need to go ahead and, and put and let us know <laughs> what she feels about this album. Who? Lizzo. Oh, oh. Well, yeah. Well, we 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 know she plays the flute. She's the flautist, but yeah, nah. I, again, again, I, I I guess I'm different from y'all because again, my somebody else's opinions. Though I like to take in other people's opinions for perspectives, points of views, things like that. It ain't gonna shape mine, but it may be like, okay, I see that. Okay, I see that. And to be honest with you, I see what Tyrone said. When Big O made the comment of like, yo, a bird stole his ball, like, yo, birds are going to claim that they stole, that he stole their bars. Like the first track right out the gate, it sounded like what's in Jamal's yard right now. All the yeah. birds in the background. <laughs> That's right, baby. That's right. Yo, you got, you got, yeah, singing the ass Take it in. Behind Jamal. Take it in. I'm saying I don't want a copyright strike from Andre 3000's album because of Jamal's background. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but all in all, man, again, like it was funny because like even on TikTok, I was like, there were certain people that was like, I knew like one cat made a review. He was like, I love it right out the gate. I was like, I knew that he was going to say nothing less than that because when you keep somebody to such a high pedestal and you just take whatever they give you as gospel, then you, you get those responses from those type of people. But again, I'm, I got, I just got to put myself in the right headspace. So this might not be till 2024 that I listen to this again. If I even try but I, I personally, I personally, yeah, I can't. You can smoke it. a cigar to that album, Dan. But again, I gotta album. be, I gotta be ready to go to bed. Put me I, in that zone. This ain't I even like lie, sexy man. time I'm music. I'm rocking that shit every night, bro. <laughs> I'm rocking that shit every night. Bro. <laughs> I'm going down with that. Work works better than a sleep aid. That's my new bedtime stories, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Three stacks and the birds who attack. <laughs> but anyway, let's let's wrap this bitch. Let's wrap this bitch up. The score is blank because TJ needed to make his vote. This was we finished at a tie last week. Everybody hates Chris versus different strokes. And I think pre-show you kind of declared where you're probably going with this vote. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, I'm going with different strokes. So different strokes for the win. Hate to see you go, Chris, yes. but it had to go that way. It had to go that way. But now, because we're back, we're going to finish this up today. Let's keep it right where we're at. Wayne's Brothers versus Different Strokes. Big O, where are you going with this one? I'm going Different Strokes. Jamal, different strokes. This is crazy. Tyrone, I, I already told you I don't even like Wayne's brother, so different strokes <clears throat> for me. Well, I'm gonna give my sympathy vote now, TJ. It's a clean sweep uh, off your sympathy vote. If it wasn't for your sympathy vote, it'd be a clean sweep, sir. I don't. I. Different strokes wasn't nearly as funny, but okay. Okay, we'll keep it there. Now this one, this is this this is this is uh this is Swerve Strickland versus fucking Hangman Adam Page last night. Golden Girls versus Martin. So this this is the Texas death match. This is King of Death Match 96. Freaking uh Terry Funk versus uh Cactus Jack. This this matchup right here, TJ. It, it's this is this is a rough one. Mm. 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 You starting with me, bro? Come yeah. on, man. Why are you putting that lead off pressure on me? I, I, I suck as a lead off batter. <laughs> Ain't no Ricky Henderson. Golden Girls versus Martin Dogs. This, this is not easy. This is, well, I got to go for, uh, yes, I grew up with the Golden Girls, but for more relevancy, Martin was the shit. I, I'm, go, I'm going Martin on this one. You know, bash me later. But um, I just, you know, as as I was coming up and being in a relationship and, Living with my girl at that time, Martin was very relatable to me at that time. So I'm going Ty- Tyrone. I was just thinking about it, and in my head, I was like Martin, Martin, Martin. But now that I think about it, dude, I was like Martin kind of got silly to me, and 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 at the end, they kind of like went off the rails when the Gina shit happened, and they couldn't be in the same building and all of that, and it kind of bothered me a little with the way Martin went out, and and I just. I'm just gonna have to. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just take the Golden Girls because, man, I can't see. I can't see a reason to put Martin over. I just can't. I don't know. It ain't right. Jamal. <coughs> Excuse me. Gotta be. Gotta be high to make this pick right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest from here going forward. You're gonna have it's gonna have to be something groundbreaking to take down Martin for me because, mm. based on the influence that Martin has, Martin, I get it. I, I my vote's gonna go Martin this time, too. Much love to the ladies, but yeah, T, TJ made the point of just relatability and you know, the time you know, we we grew with that show, 
you know, some well, TJ, you grew with Golden Girls too because yeah, you old niggas, y'all grew with Golden Girls too, but it was different. <laughs> the relatability <laughs> aspect. It was relatability. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. where I gotta go, big O. Yeah, nah. Um Golden Girls, you know, we we, we would pick Golden Girls, I guess, for nostalgic purposes. I that was a show that that one of the few shows that I could watch with my grandmother and we both enjoyed it. You know, but Martin, especially the first couple of seasons of Martin, first two, three seasons of Martin, were, were timeless, man. It would, like Tyrone said, it wasn't until the end, until you know, it was, it was, you notice the, the drop off in quality. But um, yeah, man, I'm still, I'm still going with Martin. Also, Martin also, we we related to the Golden Girls as we got older. Like we watched the reruns of Golden Girls, and it's funnier now because we understand it more because we're adults. Yeah. Like you said, it was relatability with Martin. Word. Martin moves time. on. This time, Big O, a different world versus married with children. I know where my mm. vote. My, my vote for this one, unfortunately, I got to go against one of my favorite shows of all time. But this is sitcom. Married with children was way funnier, Big O. Yeah, yeah, married with children too. And it's 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 again, it's one of those shows that. You know, I had to sneak and watch, man, because it was, it was, I mean, it, it would fit right into Fox right now, but back then it was groundbreaking, you know, their, their content. Um, yeah, so Married with Children all the way. Jamal, once again, a different world. Though they have Ron Johnson, they didn't have a Grandmaster B. <clears throat> wow, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> it's Married with Children, man. Married with Children moves the line of what, what, what could be done on TV. And what can yeah. be said on TV and what can be shown during primetime hours, like no other show before it. So mm-hmm. part of you know, Fox Fox was was batting a thousand during that era with Living Color, Married with Children, Simpsons, Martin. They just was they was tearing down every all the doors. So I'm gonna go with uh, Married with Children. Tyrone, um, that's my thing. Different strokes did a lot of things. I mean, not different strokes. Different world did a lot of things <laughs> like political things and, and, and like they were taking on like you know the, the real life issues and stuff like that and they was being dramatic with it. I understand what they did for black culture, black colleges, all of that shit. But I picked married with children because they was on that bullshit. And that's, that's what I wanna that's what I wanted to watch. When I had my TV time, I wanted to be on that bullshit. And different uh, different world was just I don't know. They got too much into the drama and, and a lot out of the comedy. And Married with Children was just straight, without a doubt, bullshit that you just just went through and just enjoyed it. So I'm going to pick Married with Children. TJ, listen, a different world was 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 groundbreaking for what it did for HBCUs and giving some sort of experience being in a black college, but. Married with Children, the writing was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like, the way they would, where, where Al and, and Marcy would roast each other on some feminine and, and, and masculine shit was just crazy. It was crazy. The whole show was crazy. Al was a shoe salesman, gave zero fucks about the customers and what they thought they looked like in a shoe. And it was just, it was just insane. Four touchdowns in high school. Your man just lived you know, his best life as a senior in high school, and it's been downhill ever since. But, yo, married children, solid. 
Solid, solid, you, know, solid, you, th- solid. You, you think you think about it now. You know, you talk, talking about the jokes in Marcy. They couldn't come out with them. Just, they couldn't come out that shit right now. Oh, it'd be canceled. They, it'd, be it'd be protests. Yeah, protests. <laughs> it'd be all types of shit. All t- yeah, you, you know, you know the woke the woke police would be all over you, man. What mm-hmm. <laughs> they was like? They show the pilot. They be like, "Nah, this is never getting going to air." Sorry, my guy. <laughs> No, because that because because those people that would be the butt hurt are already in those boardrooms making the decisions. You know what? That show would actually only be able to be played on cable, like HBO okay. or or like a Showtime or some shit like that. It, and that would be the only way it'd be allowed to to rock. It would be, it would be tough with it would be all tough the the the, the, the and shit like that. It'd be straight straight to Netflix, and it would be rated R. <laughs> Or NC seventeen, right? TVMA, but keeping it right at you, TJ Cosby Show versus the Jeffersons, black on black crime. Ooh. I mean, I'll, I'll keep it quick. Cosby Show for me. Damn. I don't even get to. I don't even get to long talking on that one. You're talking a Damn. master. You're talking a master level comedian. That like people modeled their careers after, who had one of the the most like successful shows. Period. Yeah, we could talk about all the moments and stuff for serious, but the jokes were in each and every episode. The great moments was in each and every episode. The Jeffersons, kind of the same thing, but more before my time, and not even fully before fully before my time. You know what I'm saying? Not fully, fully before it's, it's my time. It's definitely relatability for you, Dan. It's definitely relatability for yeah. you. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Easy. But the if it Jeffersons wasn't for the Jeffersons, would really there be easy. a Cosby show? Oh, sure. They you know not. what I'm saying? Possibly. Possibly If it wasn't not. for the Jeffersons, there would be, would there be a Cosby show? I mean, That's what possibly the not. Are. But TJ, Bill Cosby was successful, hugely successful, Far before the Je- the Jeffersons was even a thing, you're right. So it just might have happened. It might have still happened. It's tough to say, man. It's tough to say. The Jeffersons really broke the ground in showing successful black people. Not only successful black people, like very successful black people. In, in a place where black people were just, you know, no nowhere to be found at that time. You know what I'm saying? They were they were living, they were living the life. They could travel, they could, you know, they could they could afford whatever they wanted to to buy. That that was just damn, damn. Cosby Show is a Cosby Show. I mean, say I can't say anything about the Cosby Show. Damn, damn, damn. It's relatable on every level. <laughs> you gotta pick. No matter how long I know, talk, man. No matter how much you slow talk this out, you still gotta pick some shit. You know, TJ, I'm sorry TJ, for the TJ, we, laughing. I'm, I'm high. He's racing against right the now. sun, bro. Ooh, um. <laughs> I mean, this thing is taking his, stre- his stretching exercises way too long right now. We're stretching the hell out of this shit. 
Now he just we come back. back. I don't want to do this, man. I don't want to do it. Yeah, go ahead, Tyrone. Yeah, yeah, you can... right. Yeah, come back to <laughs> go I'm gonna go and I'm gonna keep this simple as I can. Okay, it's a tough battle, right? But you know where they lose it at? You know where the Jeffersons lose it at with the women? Because you got Weezy Jefferson and Helen Willis. And y'all think that them two who didn't do shit for real. They didn't do shit for real. Weezy didn't do shit. Yes, she, she did, bro. She worked, we, she worked down at the help center. Yeah, but that was free money. She ain't no her own time and her own dime, bro. She ain't earned no money. She ain't nothing in. They said we moved on up. No, George moved up. He brought Weezy with him. Okay? And, and, and Weezy was irritating, and George's mama said she couldn't even cook. They had to get foreign because Weezy couldn't even cook, right? <laughs> Now, Helen Willis, Helen Willis had a job, but we don't know what she did, do we? We know Tom made a lot of money. We don't even know what the fuck Helen did for her job. I know she said she did. Oh, right? she was at the help center with Louise. So here's the thing. Claire, Claire Huxtable by herself in the two-on-one battle buffed both of their ass. Claire was I mean, finding a motherfucker and she was a lawyer. Ways. She had her own money. She, so Claire buffed they ass. So if it's Claire versus Weezy and Helen, Claire wins. And so that's where I'm going. Cosby show based on Claire buffing Weezy and Helen's ass. It, it, <laughs> and all she had to do is just cut him that look. But George made enough money where Weezy really didn't have to do nothing, though, dogs. Yeah, but you got to look at that money in the, the, you know, early 80s, later 80s. Like, George's money George's money yeah. in the later 80s might not have worked the same. Inflation. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at none of that. Okay, we- CJ, you had a choice, right? Weezy Jefferson. Looking how she looked with that voice. Hey, George. Oh, man. You can't <laughs> say that, man. Why, why you have to go that, there, bro? Why you have to go there? Oh, come on, man. Come on, Todd. That's disrespectful, man. That's disrespectful, man. I'm not hearing nothing. I'm not hearing nothing, man. I ain't got to go that way. Which one you take? Which one going to be in your George. George, Helen's coming down tomorrow, George. Florence. Florence. Yo. 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 Oh, shit. Nothing sexy about that voice. So where's your picture? This shit is even funny because I'm high as shit. This is This is why I shouldn't drink while I do this show. Um, This is dope. Me personally, I don't believe. I don't believe. uh, Echo what Tyron said. He's right on all his points. Um, Tyron, did you make your choice though? Pick the Cosby show. Do Cosby? Okay. I don't think this is a Cosby show without the Jeffersons. I think. Separating them, I know Bill Cosby was Bill Cosby was famous for a bunch of things, thirty five years before before Cosby Show, and a bunch of different endeavors. But we talking about the show itself, and the Jeffersons was the one of the first shows, if not the first show, to show a well to do African American couple, and was able to introduce aspects of our life or the struggle of trying to level up in the white economy at that time. And the, and, and the barriers they still face. It didn't matter what the economic status was. They still face the same barriers. They introduced a lot of different topics 
on to the, to the, the greater populace um, through that show. Um, introduced the family life. You know, you see, they were upper middle class family. Maybe I was an upper class family, but to me, Lionel was still out there wilding, wasn't he? Yeah, right? he was. So, you know, trying. right. Just still, still, you know, he wasn't right. reflective of the status they had hit. Boom. Now you fast, fast forward to the Cosby show. I think the Cosby show is the same show. It's just evolution of the show and a different decade. And as you were saying, George's money in the 70s isn't the same as Bill's money as Cliff's money in the 80s, right? And um, it's it's it also shows a gender evolution to to echo what um, Tyrone said. It wasn't the one income house. It was both both members that both parents were, were uh, economic professionals and, and and could be looked at as breadwinners, right? There's a direct correlation between the way Theo was and the way Lionel was, right? Um, they showed a greater uh, um, a, a, um, a greater family in terms of numbers. And so there was many different issues, but it did the same thing the Cosby Show did. It gave you a nice pill to understand black culture, but still understand the things that was important to us. And I think it was just an evolution of the same show. So uh, with that being said, I have to go with Cosby because sometimes evolution wins. <laughs> I love your long-winded answers to go with the... <laughs> That's it, man. I'm... I'm I'm borrowing some of O's 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 energy today. There you go. <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna keep it real short, man. Uh, y'all got all made got all made great points to uh to cement what I was gonna say, man. Cosby show. Well, TJ, I mean you made your vote invalid, but just finally picked something. He froze. It's okay. He can freeze right now because it's still too lopsided. The Cosby Show moves on. He's he's been spared. But Big O's been spared. Big O, yeah. we're keeping it right there. The Cosby Show versus Married with Children. Cosby we show. down to the final four now. Fuck this Cosby tournament. Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, yeah. the, the the black the black flame the black family wins this one. I mean, you know, when I, I keep bringing up Grandmaster B, Grandmaster B didn't have jamming on the one, jamming on the one, jam jamming on the one, jamming on the one. Yo. <laughs> that girl's a burger. Like they tried to really, they tried to really introduce slang that didn't work. Nobody was calling girls burgers. No, sir, was, they weren't. But it was fucking was hilarious. Yeah, but it was fucking hilarious. But <laughs> thinking of the Theo aspect and the son aspects of each show, I brought you in this world. I take you out. Yes, out. Legendary language from all black parents of that era. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Cosby show for me, Jamal. Um, for me, it's Cosby too. I think they're both equally groundbreaking in di- hold on, groundbreaking in different ways. But um, gotta go with gotta you know Cosby show's gonna win this one out. Even though I can't believe that whole series, Theo ain't had no decent hairline. He wasn't getting his hair cut in Brooklyn. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> nah, well the show the show was supposed to be in Brooklyn, but it was actually filmed on um. Leroy Street. They were they was in a brownstone in Manhattan in the West Village. Mm. 
Yeah, guy, guy I used to work with showed me the exact house. I forgot what number it was. But Tyrone. <laughs> I'm cracking up because this is the funniest shit ever that y'all didn't even get. So what what do us as black people want to see more? Rich black folk or poor white people? <laughs> I mean, it's right there. This is the battle between do we like rich black folk more than we like to see poor white folk? You know what I mean? And and but that's not where I'm going with it. Where I'm going with it is the funny. And um I'm gonna take married with children here because it was the funnier show. I know what, what Cosby show did, I understand, I can relate to and all that, but married with children was more funny to me than the Cosby show. And like I said, most of my TV watching is for the bullshit. <laughs> TJ. I'm going with married with children. Again, like I said, the writing was phenomenal. That show was just legendary for the dynamic of a, of a, I guess a fucked up family dynamic, but it was funny as hell. And this was a comedy. This, this is pure comedy. Married children, pure comedy in, in terms of the word sick. So I'm going with married children. Cosby with the edge, three, two. Next up, before we lose you again. Martin versus Different Strokes. This one is beyond easy for me. Thanks for carrying Different Strokes as like the 20th seed to the final four, but you're finally going down to one of the top five uh, top fives. TJ, does Different Strokes yeah. mean the world? Not, not this round. Not this round. <laughs> you said, not this round. I got to go with Martin. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go with Martin. Well, we both had small men in these two shows, did we not? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this is not. I, I can't even. Yeah, I can't even make an argument for different shows. I wanted to, but I cannot. <laughs> I just can't. So I'm going with Martin. I'm still shocked that made it this I far. I feel the same way, Tyrone. It's y'all old heads that push different strokes this far. What you got, Big O? Uh, oh. oh. We'll get Jamal's sympathy vote when he comes back, but Martin versus the Cosby Show. This is definitely the generational finals right here. Oh, there he is. Jamal to add on for sympathy for Martin and different strokes. Uh, Martin. Yep, clean sweep 5-0. <clears throat> so it's safe to say that Martin had the easier path throughout this whole tournament, while Cosby had to uh, – actually, no. Let's look at the stats real quick. Cosby swept the first round, swept the second round, made it close in the final four. Martin swept the first round, made it close in the next round sweat so they actually had equal paths actually no martin did have the easier path because they only took one l compared to cosby's two different strokes was tied till today washed the wayans brothers but then got washed right back sister jean <laughs> you done you done lost again we're now up to the final <clears throat> Cosby Show versus Martin. Wow. We can make a case of, you know, one show possibly couldn't be without the other. You know, just we got two legendary comedians. 
one held it down for pretty much from like the 60s all the way to the 90s until he started telling black folks to pull their pants up. Um, <laughs> uh, Martin Lawrence, we all know, you know, we all know his history within comedy and shit. Again, two com- comedic titans. Um, I gotta go. I gotta go with the longevity of the Cosby Show. The funny, it was all, it was there. If the actually no, I gotta go more with the relatability as TJ used those words in earlier matchups. The relatability of Cosby Show, like I felt like I kind of lived in that situation, but you know, two parent household, which parents are still together right next door. You know what I'm saying? Like we we were raised to try to live a, a honest and, and good life, you know what I'm saying, and, and upstanding citizen type of life, which the Cosby family tried to raise their kids as. But as we kids did in that era, we still went out there and tried to do all the fuckery and the fuck shit that we could. You know what I'm saying? Or, or do whatever that we could. You know, just family moments and things like that. Like, it's it was more connected for me with the Cosby show. And then the funny, the funny was like beyond well-written funny. It wasn't just the silly, easy to get, or as I said before, Chitlin circuit comedy, where it's just writing your face. There's no thinking about it. Sometimes the Cosby show shit would make you be like, oh, like, you know, but it was also kind of writing your, it was a mixture of, it was a well representation of Bill Cosby's comedy style. You know what I'm saying? Like within the Cosby show itself, like you wit you kind of was able to visualize the the joke of dad is great. He gave us the chocolate cake. Like we, we was able to get moments like that within the show. That if you listen to his comedic styling, it like almost perfectly resembled his show. But again, relatability, the way I was raised. Yeah, Cosby Show for me. I was gonna go to Jamal if he's still listening. Yeah, I'm here, bro. I see you. I got to drop a little water, fam. I'm good. Oh, okay. As they say, pay the water bill. But uh, it's your it's your pick because we're back to Um, bottom. God damn. I'm gonna go. The funniest, the funnier the shows is Martin, hands down. The most, the more impactful is Cosby. You could. Theoretically, say there would be no Martin show without Cosby. Cosby's a predecessor to Martin. His show is a predecessor to, to black comedy and giving taking chances on black comedy as well. I'm going to have to go right with Cosby. Big O. Um, as you said, you know, Cosby's show was, was an embodiment of, of, his, of his comedic style, uh, Bill Cosby. But Martin, man, uh, to to a character on that show, especially the first three, four seasons, they were all funny on that show, you know. Especially with, with Martin doing all of his character, all of his characters, you know, Jerome, Shanene, his moms, like all that shit was funny. Um, couldn't wait, couldn't wait for for what was it Thursday night, Thursday night at eight, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So who I'm had that? Who had that? Just remember that. Was that? Thursday night at eight. That was Cosby's slot too. That was Cosby's slot. Yeah, yeah. Them, them Martin took it after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my my vote is Martin. 
Cool, Tyrone. Um, first of all, then we are then we know we was gonna be here. Like then we kind of know these was gonna no. be the ones left. No, because y'all was swearing the week before we started the tournament that married with children was the goat. Yeah, I was on that bandwagon. <laughs> I was on that bandwagon. I, I, did I stick to it? Did I say it with my chest or no? You stuck with but, it. But here's the thing. The real winner is Carl Anthony Payne. He was on both shows. That's true. So, yeah. So, so Carl, yep. so, so, so cock. Coal or cockroach? Um, cockroach. Here, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> Martin was funny. I love Martin. It was way more funnier than the Cosby Show with the characters and all that. But you know what the funny thing is? The Cosby Show related to me when I couldn't even relate. I had sisters and brothers. I had, you know, the whole family down there. I had my mom and dad in the same house. We ain't had that kind of money, though. And uh, you know what I mean? But I still related to them because the, the, the money didn't change what was going on inside of their home. It didn't change the arguments between the sisters and brothers. It didn't change Rudy and Vanessa fighting. It didn't change Rudy doing dumb shit. It didn't change Vanessa doing dumb shit. Like, it didn't change the dynamic of the family. And that just showed me, like, no matter how much money they had inside that house, they still had issues that me and my poor-ass sisters would still have. The only difference between the Cosby and me is that they, them kids didn't get their asses whooped. I would have brought home the old way. My mom and dad would have tag team my ass. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I related to the Cosby show more than I related to Martin, even though Martin was funnier. But I'm going to have to give this to the Cosby show. And you know, it's crazy like thinking about Theo and the whole, you know, the grade shit. I mean, a lot of us didn't even know what dyslexia was, to be honest with you, until the Cosby show. Because they discovered he had that. Right. Yeah. But TJ. Yeah, it goes back to something uh O said with the characters on Martin. Like they had a, a bunch of characters on there. But like the Cosby show, everybody was a character. The kids was a character, Theo was a character, Vanessa was a character, Rudy was a character. Like they were all characters. They were all characters in their own respective rights. Like you can relate to the Cosby show because you know. You knew somebody or your a brother or sister who said some dumb shit that Theo would say when he was getting into arguments with his brother and sister with his sisters. Or you've seen some dumb shit your sister used to do like when you were growing up at the same time. So it was very much more relatable, you know, to us growing up at that time, either being that age or a few years younger or a few years older. It was all relatable. And like 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 Tyrone said. It was the you know money didn't change the the problems that they went through inside that house. We all we all went through similar situations, if not the same situation, in a couple of them episodes, and it was handled it was handled differently. But like the, you, it was relatable to you. It was like, oh shit, that happened to me too. Like so, like you said, they didn't they didn't they didn't take punishment like like we took punishment back in the day with a boot up our ass, but. You know that it's a Cosby show for me, just because for that reason. Like every, you can relate to all the age groups and the parents, and you know how their parents treated the kids in terms of respect and talking back and letting them have a voice or not. So yeah, it's a Cosby show. Easy. I'll make another point. I, I'm glad that Bud was even brought up because we kind of glanced over him as a character, 
But he was a he he was listening to his older brother, and he was really a male chauvinist pig. And he was putting that shit on Rudy the whole time. Like, you wash my dishes, wash my drawers. Like he was putting on some male chauvinist chauvinistic shit at at the age of eight, listening to his older brother. And and that kid, that shit kind of was like, what is he? You know what I mean? That was an issue. That was the real life issue that they was addressing, but they used the kids to address it in kind of like a, a cool little funny way. You know what I mean? So even that was innovative right there in itself to say that this eight-year-old could be like a real male chauvinist pig to Rudy, and we not even peeping it because it's a kid. You know what I mean? But see, but it was was it male chauvinist or was it what many of boys tried to do, which was get with the girls in school, try to be cool, try to be the cool kid, try to get with all the girls and things like that, have that little crush on the one girl or whatever. Like, I think most of us tried that shit or tried to be that without being as open and as slick tongue as he was, but you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just talking about when he was telling Rudy like stuff like about like her mom need to wash the dishes and shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah nah, that was wild. That was wild. That was wild. That was wild. Shout out yeah, to Bud's man. brother for telling him all that shit. <laughs> 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 he, he, you know, he always prefaced them statements with "my brother said." You're right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> his brother was getting his, you know, was having him get his ass kicked. Like, like, you ain't supposed to tell everybody. But anyway, this was a good one. We knocked. We was able to knock out this whole shit faster than we was able to knock out the first one. But the first round was the setting of the table of all the shows. So the conversation was going to take a little longer, but yep. Cosby show wins with Martin in second place, married with children in third and tied for fourth and fifth place. Jefferson's Wayne's brothers, golden girls, different world. And then everybody else lost right out the gate. I can't believe Wayne's brothers is that high. Shit. Okay. I may again. It's all good. What's that sound that goes through the night? The sound I hear when I'm holding you tight. It's my love, baby. You just rang. It's the bell, baby. You just rang. It's my love going bang, bang, bang. I'm sorry. The temp tones. I, I can't believe y'all didn't like the fucking temp tones. That's all you got from the whole show. No. You used that shit three times. I know because that's the quickest shit that comes to my brain because there's too many moments in that damn show. No, that's the only shit that was good. Dog. Too many moments in that damn show. <laughs> Hell no. But I guess said watch the episode where again I forgot the name of the show. Fuck. Um they lost then. Well, I know, I know, I, I know, I know. Damn. But again, the irony, the irony of you know, everybody hates Chris losing the way they did. And like I said, when we ended last week's show and before we started this week's show, everybody hates Chris was on our TV because my kids fucking love it. And that again, yo, go back and watch that shit because we, we've been talking relatability throughout this whole tournament. That show was hella relatable in multiple ways, yo. But anyway, this was a good tournament, good discussion in the beginning of the show. Fuck the girls, girls uh, track team at Curtis High School, unless they do right by my daughter. Um, free Palestine, all that good stuff. TJ. Um, yeah, another solid show. Another solid uh, tournament. I like this tournament. This was really good. Some uh, tough matchups. 
and uh, we got through it. But uh, yeah, it was another good show. Fuck Curtis High School uh, women's track team, and uh, see y'all. Okay. Oh, happy Thanksgiving! <laughs> no, happy, happy Thanksgiving to the to the squad. Yeah, you know, happy everybody get up and let's eat some good food day. But uh, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, the gentleman to my left, I guess, Mister Whisper. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, yeah, I like this show. I always like when I can uh, be combative. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I like tournaments because you know I li- I like to be competitive. I like different stuff opinion. I like to see different people's perspective on what they saw as opposed to what I saw. You know what I'm saying? And I like to see that after it's all over, we go back to, to being regular gentlemen. You know, and, and we have respect and all that. Um, fuck the track team. You know, if they doing that, they that's dirty. I never I never even heard of or you know track tryouts. But I digress on that. Hopefully she'll get put on the team and, and things will work out. And um, I'm looking forward to this week. I, I don't care about the whole thing. See, people put all the emphasis on it. I, I don't really put the emphasis on why we celebrate Thanksgiving or not. I just know that the family going to be together, love going to be in the room, and food going to be on the fucking yep. table. And that's, that's what it. I'm doing. And that's all I really, uh, that's all I'm going with. Oh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Great show, man. Uh, you know, didn't, didn't get didn't get my way, man. I still like Martin, man. That's all right. Cosby Show, great show too. You know what I'm saying? There was no, there was no, there was no wrong answer with this, man. This this wasn't about no you answer. though. <laughs> but no, nah, man, yo, uh, 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 I I was glad we was able to talk a little about about that uh Andre three thousand uh project, man. Um, so yeah, two 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 great aspects, man. Happy oh, real quick. Guys. Yes. You don't want to talk about that Diddy Cassie situation? Oh. Uh, yes. I could, the only thing I can really say about that shit is if you settle in that quick, nigga, you did that shit. Hold on. Yo. Okay. In, so- in, a, in, a, in the words of Kanan from Power, if they said that he did that shit, he did that shit. He did that shit. Here, but, but, but here's my real issue, right? And I, I, I always try to play those advocate. I don't mean to, but I just feel this kind of way. He settled. So he did that shit, right? That's what we think. And and where's the winning? Because if he did all that shit to her and he was willing to pay an equivalent of what I would be, what I consider would be $100 for me. So I can take your daughter and do all them kind of things to her and give you $100 and be cool, right? You see what I'm saying? That's where my mind goes with it. So yeah, he did all of that shit. He paid for it. Where's the winning? We as black people have lost. This man has done this shit, paid his way out of it. Cassie has been had multiple crimes committed against her. There's no telling how many other women he's committed these crimes against. And everybody's like clapping that shit up. I'm not clapping that shit up, dog. I don't want him to have to pay a little bit of money that he's got. And then two weeks from now, we're not going to, this shit goes away. And this man has been committed crimes against women, man. This shit's crazy. You know, you know what? You know what? I, I hope, he I hope arrested. they coming. I hope I hope they keep coming and, and bleed him dry, because you know I I had I had a conversation with with a coworker of mine, um about about this instance because he was he was like he was adamant like oh no Puff didn't do it, I'm like bro he did he did too much shit in the past there's too much freaky stuff that's happened in the past that you can't delve into into whether this happened or not with Andre Harrell Kim Porter 
you know, there's there's too many things, man, that that is just it just seems kind of you know, you got you gotta question it. So if 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 he did if if this if what happened was true and everything, yeah, I hope I hope a couple of a couple of thousand a couple of million is 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 not his is not his punishment. You know. So that's how I feel, man. This shit didn't set black people nowhere. It set his wallet a little lighter for being a fuckboy. That's it. He got what he deserves, and that's it. That, to me, that's it. Got what the fuck he deserves. Do you think more people are going to come out now after she set the precedent? So. Or, or he, he can't so. pay everybody. If he it's the truth, he can't pay everybody. He didn't get what he deserves. If what he deserves is prison. That's what he deserves, bro. Right, true indeed. So, so, true so, indeed. so, Tavon, Tavon, that, 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 that bears the question. If R. Kelly had, had this type of money, would he still, would he still be on no. the streets? No. R. Kelly's in prison because the money ran out. Let's be right. honest. R. Kelly's in prison because the money ran out. And that's right. my point. It's like, when you got dudes that got that caliber, dude, they can pay their way out of anything. This is this, These are crimes committed against women that he's going to pay, and they're going to go away. And, and the money that he's paying is not real punishment for somebody who got the money. Right. So, it, yeah. so, so right. The, the, to plead his funds to where it's like time. Uh-uh, time's up. Yeah. yeah. That Miss Minutes comes in. <laughs> time's up. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal, Jamal, we we cut into that bullshit from your shout outs to close. No, that's all good. Shout out to everybody. Good show. I love these tournaments. You know, I love having an excuse to come in my backyard, chop it up with y'all, drink a little bit, spend a few hours on the Sunday with some good company. Um, Got that you know, three thousand Yeah, I'm gonna right. rock that afterwards. I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> Don't you know burn I mean? your paws, don't burn your meats and falling asleep on that grill. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, Jamal, um, I, thought, but... I thought you were listening to it already, Jamal. I thought you had it playing the whole time, man. It's been well, the soundtrack yeah, of the show. You know, hey, man, we we know where he got the inspiration now. So, you know, I'm going to talk to these birds afterwards and see what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you already flying up there. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a long weekend. All um, good, all good. But no, man, you know, peace to disabled planets, peace to um to Ishtar, right? Uh peace to ill magic. And check out with y'all brothers next week. Yes,